Welcome back to Minor Annoyances with your pals, three straight white guys trying to find out what's going on. <laughs> Welcome to the Pain Points Podcast. My name is Ben. I'm joined by Caleb. Hey. And Michael. I'm just here typing. All right, Caleb, you've been drafted. Ooh, cool. I'm drafted. Yep. All right. You get, you get to go first, Caleb. And now for something completely specific only to me. Um... So I've been going to the gym now for, well, I've been going to this gym now the, uh, that I've been a part of now for about uh, eight months or so. And every single time I walk in the door, I play a fun game called, is the water refill station working? And the answer is inevitably no. And for the past eight months, I think I've only seen it work for like a week maybe two. And I don't know why it keeps breaking. I don't know if people keep pouring their protein shakes down and I don't understand. But what this causes for me is I now have to fill up my water in the fountain and it only goes up to like half of the bottle. So now I have to keep constantly going back and forth and back and forth, filling up this stupid bottle all because this water refill station will not work. And I don't know who keeps breaking it. I don't know why they keep breaking it. But it just, it has, it it doesn't work. And it it just broke again. And it's just a running gag now for anybody who goes to the gym. Like, is it going to be there? Nope. And so now there's only one water fountain that works on the opposite side of the gym. Uh, And this time it actually was even worse. I think all three of the fountains that were in the water refill station are broken. Um, So it's just, it's, it's a living hell. (laughs) That's, That's what it is. Um, I hate it. I, I just, I hate it so much. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a conspiracy that I'm coming up with. That's uh, the gym wants you to feel more dehydrated. So that way you lose more weight or at least seem like you lose more weight on the scale because you don't have all the water weight. And so then you keep your membership. And yeah, that's pretty much it. It's just, it's a giant thorn in my side. <laughs> I really just want this thing to work for longer than a week. And that's it. I just it's it's just the most minor annoyance in my life right now. And that's my pain point. <laughs> when the water was out for like a week here, the annoyance was you couldn't use any of the fountain. So like you're smuggling water into the gym just because you couldn't use any of the stuff there. No, I just like it's a great gym. I, I really like it. It's it's really cheap. Um and I'm cheap, so you know, match made, match in, made heaven. in heaven. <laughs> but <laughs> uh but i just we had a last thursday um i showed up for workout because usually i want to go late at night so that way it's just like there's less people and everything and there were like six fire trucks out in front a fire got started in the gym i don't know how but uh, i walked in yesterday and i was like hey you know what happened they're like oh there's an incident in the sauna that's it. They didn't want to say what it actually was. And I was like, I don't understand what, what? Because, uh, I mean, they kicked everybody out of the gym. They said there was a fire. I, I assume that either somebody left something on top of the, the burner thingies and created a bunch of smoke, and then that set off the fire alarm, or somebody passed out and somebody just freaked out and called 911, and they were like, you got to get down here. Like, the sauna's in trouble, and... Well, if their water bottle stations were filled up or were working consistently, maybe they wouldn't have people pass out in the sauna. Yeah, maybe they wouldn't. 
But yeah, it's just it's the most minor grievance of my life right now. That's it just doesn't stop. And it's a problem that needs to get fixed. I don't care what the resources that need to be done are, but it just needs to be solved. Any political person out there that is listening to this podcast and is willing to fix the water refill station, you have my vote. No, no, no. Let's not let's not get politicians in our private gyms now, please. <laughs> Don't get Ben started on this. He'll have the whole show. If some kind billionaire would please <laughs> call the plumbers. Vote with your dollars, Caleb. Go to a different gym. I can't. Let the flea market shake this one out. <laughs> I'm way too lazy on that front, too. I think if you know maybe the gym actually does burn down, then I'll be like, all right, maybe I should go find someplace else. But right now... <laughs> I just, I want to be annoyed, so. Oh, my gym's perfect. I love it. And that, yeah, that's my pain point. That's, oh, yeah. Life is terrible. I don't have anything to, I don't have anything to add except that where I work has a bottle filling station and it's just the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yep. My only complaint with mine is that it's a little too far away for me to go get. I have to walk by too many people I know. The rich just oh. get richer. Oh, see, mine's in a completely different building all the way across campus. Oh, that's rough. I can't complain anymore. Same with the uh, same with the staff bathroom, which is in a completely different um, building. But that building, all of the computers work because the staff bathroom is the only bathroom with a one seater, which is important because you don't want children busting in. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's the coworkers. It's coworkers. I love all of my coworkers almost equally, but some of them talk to me in the bathroom. I'm just going to get into it. If you talk to me in the bathroom, I'm going to immediately forget that we talked in the bathroom. I'm going to shove that down just way down to forget that we ever talked. Hey, I've got a ticket I should send you. Good. Talk to me after the bathroom. Don't. Okay. Now we're. Okay. And then they start. They go into the conversation. So I'm just there washing my hands for five minutes while they're talking to me. And that drives me crazy. So let's just let's just set the scene. You walk into the bathroom, nice, quiet, nobody's in there. You're using the facilities as they're intended to be used. And then you're interrupted by a coworker who comes in and says, oh, I've been meaning to email you. That's my favorite. That is my favorite thing to ever hear in a bathroom is, oh, I've been meaning to email you. Let me just tell you now <laughs> instead of email you. Um, It's just, it's uncomfy. Have you ever, uh, it's uncomfy when it's like a, a coworker who wants you to do something for him. You're just, let me, let me do my do wash my hands, get out, go on with our lives. Have you ever like, ha have you ever had some, uh, like a random person try and start a conversation up with you at a urinal? Yes. Sometimes they even tone their head to look, look at me. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm in a vulnerable state. Please stop looking at me. No, 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 no. I've started, I have my noise canceling headphones. I wear them into the bathroom hundred percent of the time now. Cause that way, if you have that big headphones on, no one can talk to you. And even if they will, you wouldn't hear them. Oh, that's a good idea. I may have to implement that. Like, even if you have nothing playing, like, definitely why work is, like, they just assume you're in a meeting, so it's, like, they aren't going to talk to you regardless. But if you have them on, no one talks to you, and it's wonderful. Uh, I need to try that. I need to, I need to try that for uh, <laughs> just for my own sanity. <laughs> <laughs> just, 
I think I get when it's like, you know, like the small talk is just like, oh, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. Like, how are you? No, like, that's, no, that's, no. That, but that's nothing. like, that's like not, not while you're using the facilities. Like when you're exiting or like you just like wash your hands and stuff and you're like, if all you're right, at the I'm, sink, I'm out. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But like just in the, the kind of like, okay, this is awkward. We don't want to really talk to each other, but it's like, yeah, we both work in the same place. Like, hey. My, uh, my my favorite interactions in the bathroom are the ones where you walk in, you make eye contact, you say, hey, hey, and then you forget you ever saw each other in the bathroom. <laughs> Those are my favorites. The bathroom is just a sacred place where it should just be kept peaceful and quiet, and you can just sit there for a couple minutes and realize that the world is a big place and you're just checking your phone. <laughs> what, what, what was that, Michael? They all, at least... A couple times a day, well, I just go to the upstairs bathroom because I don't know anyone on the floor, and it's just more peaceful that way. You can't run into anyone up there. Not that you know. Not yeah, I just gave up all pretenses, and I walk the quarter mile to the to the private bathroom. <laughs> it's so worth it. Whatever. I don't care. Family bathrooms are the best. Like, the single, like, it's just one toilet. Only one person can be in there. Oh, you could fit a bedroom in yeah, that Yeah, you bathroom. could fit a bedroom in there, and you're just like, this is peace. This is nice. Yep. The people who get me are the people who are on they're, they're in meetings and they are talking into the microphone while using the various facilities. Oh, God. And I'm like, why are you why are you talking right now? Like, <laughs> go on mute, stay on mute. <laughs> what did you hear on the other end of the call? See, I don't I don't have that problem. That's uh that sound that sounds like a just a your workplace problem. It does make me wonder if you know you've been talking to a client at work or or a coworker on the phone and you're having a meeting and they're just doing their business. <laughs> you're just unaware. You don't know what that other line is. Ignorance truly is bliss. <laughs> <laughs> it's really echoey. Yeah, my cue's really echoey today. Do y'all feel the same way about Jim? Jim. Uh, locker rooms? I just don't go into the locker room. No, I because I, I don't. I don't feel the same way about like the actual locker room area. I think if you're taking a shower, you know, it's like, all right, I don't need a stranger talking to me, asking me how my day is, or the the thing. So I'll use the sauna at my gym, and there's a certain etiquette. It is a dark, hot, humid room. You do not talk in there. You just sit there. You know, if you're going to have a conversation, you just kind of like whisper it a little bit, you know, but you're not very loud because again, it's a dark, hot, humid little room where everybody's just sweating, trying to have a good time after the workout. And I just, you treat it like the bath or not the bathroom, like the library. Yeah, You treat it like the library. You're just like, Hey, how you doing? Like, I'm all right. You know? I can get behind that. Yeah. Yesterday, I had to listen to a couple of guys talk all about eating turkey. I was just like, can we not? Like, we're all just shirtless hanging out here, <laughs> you know, sweating it up, just trying to enjoy myself. You're talking really loud in this tiny little cramped space. <laughs> I'm just having like flash, I'm having flashbacks to several interactions i've had in the bathroom yeah just not a fan not a fan at all it's also just hard to get out of those situations like what you know you You can't be like all right i I gotta go (laughs) like 
Uh, I am a captive yeah. audience. <laughs> That's why they're talking to you now. They they get 40 seconds of your attention. Especially if you use the sink first and then you're trying to just like open the door and leave and they're still continuing the conversation and you're just like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. And you just stand there awkwardly with the door open and then you just like while they're doing it, just try to try to close and leave like, all right, well, I got to go back to work now. Like the ones that start the conversations that start in the bathroom and then carry off no. out, off like out into you the hallway. You run out of the door. You've got a family <laughs> emergency. Well, the thing is, like, if the timing is right, you can both end and end at the sink at the same time, and then like as you walk out, continue talking, and then everyone knows. Everyone knows. That's when you. That's when if. That's when you just don't wash your hands. You, you just wash your hands two minutes later. Just go back in. No, 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 no. You can't not wash your hands in front of a coworker. <laughs> then they won't talk to you at least. I guess. Have you seen the clip of have you seen the clip of the flash when him and Lex Luthor switch uh switch bodies in Justice League Ultimate? Oh, and he takes off I the think... mask and he's like, Finally, time to learn no, no, Flash's no, 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 no. secret identity. No, 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 no. Not that one. There's there's a mirror scene like where Lex is in the evil lair's bathroom. And he he's he's used the restroom and he's walking out. And one of his evil compatriots goes, "Are you are you gonna wash your your hands?" And he looks at him and goes, "No, cause I'm evil." <laughs> <laughs> I like how that's on evil's agenda, anti hygiene. But I like how I like it was like you obviously can tell that they are very hygienic, and this is not a like they are not approve they do not approve of this unhygienic evil man in their presence though that was a really good show i missed that one all right i think mine and caleb's have petered out over the over the last 12 minutes <laughs> we didn't have a lot uh, is the silliness over can i can i reel us back into the serious show that we host people are just going to be listening like what is this some sort of diary for these two guys i mean if you you want to start to take keeping uh Dugga Dugga challenge? You want us to all be doing uh diaries for the next two weeks and we just read them aloud no, to each other no, f- on the next show? I don't absolutely not. <laughs> Annoyances are fine, feelings are not. <laughs> the ne- well, the next show would be we we'll record the next <clears throat> show in a month. Oh, we can do oh, we can do no, Christmas feelings not. for a show. How about how about going home to family for Christmas? No, Is that a pain it. point? I, I mind I mind the place where we end up. There's nothing to do at my parents' place. Which means I'll probably get a lot of work done. That's what you say now. I can generally get a I can generally get some work done. It's just like there's nothing to do. That's true. You've got so much nothing to do. Yeah, there is there is acres and acres of nothing to do. You can go for a walk. Yeah, the walks are fine. So my paper point this week is I'm calling requiring specialty tools. Basically, all of us probably have tools that we have used enough or we're professional enough in a field that we require a certain level of tool to get our job done, basically. And over time, you you know, you know start off with the basics that everyone uses, and then someone introduces you to a new feature, and you're like, yeah, that makes this easier than another new feature. And eventually, you've learned so much or you've gotten used to all these features that you can't go back to just the normal thing that everyone uses. You don't even know how to do the original job that you intended to do when you just have the basic set of features. Uh, I do this all the time in in coding where it's like, I have a full-fledged IDE with all this capability. And if you 
put me on some low-level IDE, I don't know what I would do. I think a better way to put it would be um, people who shoot movies. Because movies, if you don't know, are shot at 24 frames a second. They've got a slow, most cinematic feel to them. The rest of the video landscape is shot at 30 frames a second. That would be your home movies, your television shows, any video you see on YouTube for the most part. Your default, just standard frame rate rate is 30 frames a second. So if I am someone who is wants to shoot a movie, I need a tool, a camera, that shoots at 24 frames a second. Not only is this something that is a requirement, it is a deal breaker. You could you could come up to me with this magical, magical camera that shoots 8K, shoots 16K, never runs out of batteries, fits in your pocket, like stabilization, huge dynamic range, like the perfect camera. And if you just said, this thing only shoots, shoots 30 frames a second, someone shooting a movie might have to go, hmm, I don't know if I can use that. I might just have to use the, the camera that I have right now. So it's very important to have, you know, the, the tool that you need to do your job. And you would be a little annoyed if you had all this new stuff coming out that you couldn't use that was better than what you had, but the only thing that it wasn't better at was shooting the frame rate you needed. When the uh, iPhone started, the iPhone didn't shoot video at all. It just didn't. It was not an oversight. Just like we need to put a product out that does whatever we can do in the timeline that we have to deliver this product. And the most important things are going to be like it can do iPod capabilities and make phone calls and we'll, we'll have a camera, but it can't shoot video. Uh, so it wasn't until the iPhone 3GS that you could shoot video on the phone, but it was only 30 frames a second because your normal user just wants to hit a button, use shoot video. So you're not ready for the movie people yet. It wasn't until you Apple opened up the camera API where independent app developers go in and actually make apps that use the camera in a different way than the default camera app. So they could make an app that lets you shoot in 24 frames a second instead of 30 and have more fine-tuned controls over lighting and auto exposure on this camera. You open AP, those APIs up, open up these uh, apps, and by 2015, Sundance had a whole movie shot on an iPhone 5S. And since that, we've had many more movies shot on just using an iPhone because it's a very capable camera. The only capability that it needed for to be used was 24 frames a second. And as recently, uh, as uh, what was it, last year, the iPhone 8 and 10, Apple actually allowed you to go into settings and change the uh, frame rate to 24 frames a second. So you can use it just in the default app. It doesn't have all the more movie features that you might want, but it's in the app. Why this is important, and this isn't my pain point at all. This is more of an example of just somebody using a specialty tool. I need to wait until basically the mass market features are in this the product that I need before I can start asking these big companies to be like, hey, support me too. I know I'm only like 1% of your user base, but I'm still important. And it is important for Apple too. It's cool for them to be able to say, we shoot, someone shot an entire movie on an iPhone. But at launch, that's not going to be the selling feature of this phone. The other issue you have with these features is you don't want like a product that has every feature. If I see a camera and it's like, it can do 500 different things, I just immediately think, nope, it can do no things. None of these things are good. I don't want something that's 500 has 500 features. The menus are going to be terrible. I'm not going to know how to use it. It's going to be bad at pretty much every one of these. And they're just trying to sell it to everyone at once. So for me, the feature that 
is the little pain point for me is this little uh not la not language it's a uh, plain text like syntax called mockdown so what mockdown is is if you have any text document it just is text but if you go into like well anyone who's used world or google docs or any text editor you know you can do like a control b to do bold control i to do italics or you can click the button to do it and it makes it bold or italics but in the background it's kept to like the word document itself that it's bold it keeps it to google docs itself that it is bold it's not kept in the plain text because the plain text still has the word normally google docs just knows that one's bold and if i export the file it'll bold it somehow you have to save it off as a word doc and you open the word doc in word but if i was trying to copying this word doc text to like notepad it'd lose the boldness because notepad can't do bold notepad has no idea what bold is so in markdown if you put two stars around a sentence or a word and then put two stars at the end everything inside of both of the two stars is bold Italics is like one star, underline is an underline. You can do headings with the pound sign. And there's a couple other little language syntaxy things to cover most of your common texts uh, formatting options. And the nice thing is when you have that is I can copy this from Notepad to a Word document to any, you know, I can copy this text around and keep my uh, formatting. A good app to me is one that's puts markdown i can either select it and say i want this to show as plain text or markdown one that's really good for me is one that just natively supports it just kind of in the background like you don't set anything and this is great because your normal user can just type in all all, all the text just normally and they'll never see it because they aren't typing in any of the syntax they're not putting three pound signs in front of a heading and being like, oh, I thought this did something else. No, they don't say anything at all. They're not putting two stars around words because why would they? But for me, who is doing that, I, if I do that, the if the app notices that and says, oh, you, it looks like you want to do some markdown stuff. Let me just format that for you just in line. It, it gives me another level. So if I want to use the tool to a new level, it lets me, but it doesn't take away from the normal user perspective google's has stuff like this too where I, well, I don't know all the things you can type into a google search but like if you type in a word to google and search it it searches it everyone's happy but if you type in a word and then also type in like site colon reddit.com it searches only on reddit i don't have to go to a fancy page to find this i don't have to go anywhere else it's just like i know i can do that and if i type it it's going to search that site but it's not going to affect the normal users in any way. It just adds functionality to me in the background. And those are the things that I love. And I think that's great design in things like, you know, your search or the, on the camera app or in for using Markdown where it's just, if I want to use this my way, let me use it my way. Don't distract from everyone else who doesn't want to use it my way, but just let me use it. And the pain point on top of the pain point is things like Google Docs just doesn't accept Markdown, like if I copy a, like a bulleted list that's in Markdown to Google Docs, it just is like, huh, that's neat. Do you want this? It doesn't even ask if you want this in a list. And then if I convert it to a list in Google Docs and try to copy it back, Google Docs uses some archaic format to do lists. So then it's broken in my other document. I can't copy back and forth neatly. So that's all. That's really all I want to say. But I want to also say that it means I have to use apps that support Markdown and I can't use things like Google Docs as easily, which is a, has a great feature. It's called sharing. It's Everyone uses it. The other killer feature is everyone uses it. But it's hard for me to use until they support what I want to do. And if they did do that, 
I'd happily use Google Docs with everyone else. But instead, I'll just write in my editor and then copy paste it into Google Docs whenever someone needs to look at it. It's just a bad editor. Markdown's really good. <laughs> Google Docs is barely a... Google Docs is honestly barely a text editor. It feels more like Notepad on Windows 10. Right? Like, it's, note, it's a notepad that just shales nicely. Yes. It, like that is That is the killer feature for me for sure is that you can share it with her like we do all of our show notes in in google docs we share um our audio tracks through google drive and like all of that but all of those things are not perfect it's like far, very actually very very far from perfect like you said the sharing is the killer feature so they focus on making the sharing very good make it they make it work everywhere everywhere google docs works which means that they have to cut corners and they can't support like markdown and i would like them to actually i would like them to support code documents and like yeah. format like formatted they, they could get documents. a lot better with formatting yeah yes the formatting's pretty terrible like it, they don't have to be latex maybe may, may, maybe look at uh maybe look into that a little bit it's it's so hard to describe to people like oh i i uh I need to have markdown. What's that? Why, why do you need that? Uh, well, <laughs> it's a special way to it's a special way to type text. I'm just, but, but it's just like you natively. I natively type in it, so it's it's hard to like. Oh, why'd you do that? It's just how I do bold on something. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't use text editors too terribly much, so Google Docs gets a lot of it done. But like, the, this will be fixed by the time the show releases. But the markdown for episode one of this show. It was bad. Like the name of rough start. <laughs> the name of rough start is so fitting. So I've got to find a. I've got to find a nice markdown editor, and I think VS Code is gonna end up be where I end up. But even then, like, I don't know why Google Docs doesn't allow. I don't, like you would think Google Docs would have like a markdown. You think someone in the settings it would allow like that, and that's the difference. Like for me, a good app is one that supports it in line in my editor. I'm not asking for that and everything, but I would like. If I copy and paste Markdown into your editor, you should be like, "Hey, we've we know we know this is Markdown. Nothing else would look like this. Like, <laughs> we'll we'll convert it for you. We'll convert it into our format. Like, please." I mean, there's also a lot of basic functionality that isn't even included in in Google Docs or, or Google Sheets. Um, I have to use Google Sheets kind of a lot for work, and and one of the things that annoys me is that there's no native. Um, duplicate remover. You have to go into the add-ons and you have to get it. So anytime and like the add-in is uh, add-on isn't even that great. Uh, <laughs> it just it's it's unnecessarily confusing. Like it tries to do a little bit too much. So usually, what at that point I just throw whatever data set I'm working with into Excel and then I'll dedupe it in there and then throw it back into the Google Sheet so that way I can either use it as a reference or something. But yeah, I mean, they cut a lot of functionality out of that, and that's just, honestly, Google being Google. Um, I got to deal with them a lot, and there, there's a lot of the times you're like, why would you do this? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> we just wanted to. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I think that, that, to defend Google a little bit, I think that Google Google Drive and like the, the Google Suite are not made for specialty users. They are made for your normal like Gmail user so like a very basic word a very basic excel a very basic powerpoint kind of thing 
I mean, it is good at what it does, but you're probably going to have to pay for Word if you want an actual really good, in quotes, or really good text editor or something like that. And I do love Office, but I do use... I, <laughs> I say that unironically. I actually do. I actually do like. Um, I do like Office, but I use Google Docs more just because I work on more documents that I have to share with people. Well, Microsoft Office is trying to do a lot of that now with like Office three sixty five. Um, we'll see how they do. I mean, uh, they did a new thing where you can't. You you can still do it right now, but in the past you could do like shared documents, so multiple people could be within the same document. And make updates, and then if you saved, it would save all the updates along with it. And now they're trying to push it to where, I think it's called co-authoring, where it uploads a variation onto the internet, and then while you're on, like you have to you have to edit the file through like Office 365. But the kind of annoying thing about that is it saves it there, but if you need it on like a different server or on you know, like your hard drive or something like that, you have to re-download it with all the edits and everything, so you can't just make it and have it saved in the location that you need to for work. Apple, Both Apple and Microsoft have been trying to get sharing right on Word Docs for the last, what, six years, and they just can't do what Google's done. Not even yeah. close. To be fair, it is really, really hard to do synchronous editing Like this is not even close to a trivial problem. It's taking, it's taking Google... I don't how however long and however many resources it's taken them to do this. The fact that they can, I mean, the fact that it works as well as it does is amazing. That is true. It works. It it works perfectly for like general uses, but like I, Microsoft Microsoft will probably never get their sharing down to the same point that uh, Google has. Like every two to three years, Apple's like we fix sharing in Pages, and then someone tests this like no, you didn't. Um, and then, then you hear nothing about it for another two to three years until they're back. <gasps> we did it again, guys. Yeah, Apple is really good at some things, and um, networking and server side stuff is not their forte. How long did it take them to get iCloud route right? <sighs> I, I've been listening to podcasts from 2011, and they were still talking about what was that? Was that Mobile Me? I think Mobile Me. Yeah, there was like there was a. It was Mac. It was like Mac.com or dot Mac or what? Yeah, dot Mac for 2004 to like 2008, which was like fine, but no one used it. Then they were, then they redid it because when once you got the iPhone 3G, that's when Mobile Me launched. Because no one cared like that. You you didn't need contact sync because no one had an iPhone. But the moment people got phones, it's like oh, we kind of do need a way to do like get the contacts from your Mac to the address on your phone where it's not using iTunes because syncing contacts through iTunes is archaic. But back in 2008, it was really cool. And then, yeah, Mobile Me was like a disaster. And so they rebranded it as iCloud. And then the first year of iCloud was shaky. I mean, it works. It works pretty good now, though. Oh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm actually really proud. Oh, really happy with how well it uh, iCloud works these days and how like the, the feature that was released earlier this year, the messages in the cloud. That was because that was a huge problem for me for years was like my messages on synced. If I get a new device, I don't have them. And now the fact that they just sync, they sync perfectly. Like I just, I reformatted uh, one of my phones and just started up and it's like, here's all your messages that you've ever had. Oh, just in the order that you had them. Oh, hmm. nice. Thanks. 
I wonder if there's a concept of like an a beginner professional tool or a beginner specialty tool. Like a Notepad plus plus. That actually, yeah, that's a probably a perfect example. Well, it does it does everything. It, like anyone who's like coding is like I'm. The the people who do are the crazies that do code in like Notepad or Word. I think I've seen people code in Word. I'm sure I have. Wait, how? How do you? Nah, oh, don't mind. don't ask. We okay. I've seen some weird things. But Notepad plus plus is like, hey, we get the formatting right. Like it supports everything. Like it just because that's more the feature thing. Like we just support everything. Like any language you throw at Notepad plus plus, we got syntax for it, which is great. I'm not gonna do like advanced. It's not doing like advanced auto filling of like methods and stuff for the language, but you can get the job done and I can open a file and make a quick edit to a file. And I still occasionally use it. You don't want Visual Studio being your default either. You don't want to open up a text document and then Visual Studio launches for the next three minutes. Like, no, 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 no. To go back to one of your earlier points about cameras, um, I think, I honestly think that soon, like the big camera rigs versus the phone is just not going to be a thing anymore. I think that like the phone, like you will be able to shoot full length movies on an iPhone. There will be more content shot on an iPhone than professional grade equipment. Depends. I definitely, I definitely think you will see more of it. Uh, you, you won't have people leave for it. Like the features you have on the phones now are actually really cool. And it's more a matter at that point of, a newer generation shooting things because you will never get the older people who have, are used to shooting on a camera to decide we're going to switch to using a, a phone now the same way that someone who's really used to using a mac or a pc isn't going to look at a tablet and say yeah i'm going to switch all my workflows to that thing like the only people who are going to adapt start with that are the people who started yeah, on you're not going to get tarantino to switch over no but i definitely think like it's allowing like younger you know kids in high school who have an iphone it's like and can actually start shooting movies at this age well if the only people who got to shoot movies at my age were people who had a camcorder and we didn't really get to do anything with them they can actually focus on this stuff and so i definitely think they will try to focus on that because it allows people with a smaller budget to shoot a movie because it's like oh we can just buy two or three iphones and there's our camera set up well i think too for with the growth of content creators out there, especially on platforms like YouTube, it opens up a lot of people to that. So, you know, they don't have to buy an expensive camera. I mean, you look at people like ProZD, I think he films pretty much everything on his phone and, you know, uploads it. And so if you just increase the quality there and, and you just have seen the rise of people trying to make a name for themselves on that platform and, and just across the internet with a lot of video sharing sites you know, that opens up a lot of possibilities there and just the rise of those people in terms of alternatives, even just to watching TV or, or an actual movie, you can watch a, a quick little skit or something or somebody just criticizing somebody else and or creating daily vlogs. <laughs> yeah, and it's part of it is just like getting people to realize like you don't need a big fancy thing camera to do this kind of work now like your phone's plenty fine for it. the same way that i think we had the conversation where it's like you you don't need a laptop to do the stuff you do you can do it on an ipad it's just kind of mentally telling people that and convincing them that no you don't need this expensive tool to do this little thing and with the cameras at this point someone could shoot something on an iphone 
instead of a big fancy camera put on the internet. And a majority of the people who watch it would never be able to tell the difference. If you did a blind test of like the cameras, no one would know. MKBHD actually did a like a Twitter poll with like he got like 16, 16 smartphones and uh, he, he posted pictures from all 16 of them on the internet. And if you don't want to be spoiled by what happens in that video, uh, turn this off and click the link in the show notes that I won't forget to put in. Just Google MKBHD smartphone camera test 2018. But basically, the cameras that you think have the best, or the phones that you think have the best cameras, once you like take the picture and put it on the internet, it's really hard to tell the difference. And turns out that people are looking for very different things than like superb image quality in these lighting situations. Like nobody's like pinching into the shadows. No one's printing these things out and putting them on the walls. So if you're just doing like content creation on the internet for like videos or photos you don't need this super fancy thing. It's only if you are on Tarantino and somebody's going to want the 8K Blu-ray rip so that they can see the blacks and the purest black glowy. And you're like, okay, that's, you know, it's for those two guys. But that's also for Tarantino to go do because he's a perfectionist yeah. with his movies. Well, I think one of the th- one of the points that MKBHD made in his video um, we're still in spoiler territory, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna act like yeah. Um, was that once you take you can have beautiful beautiful photos like the iphone or the the pixel what was it the iphone the pixel and then there was one the the new huawei phone yeah and like the red hydrogen was in there yeah. like that's another just camera heavy phone yeah. like the those picture those are more muted because they're more professional grade cameras neli Eli Patel from The Verge had a really good segment with, I think it was Gruber, actually, uh, the last time he was on the talk show, um, where he said he wants, like, the really very detailed but kind of neutral, boring-looking photos that, like, the iPhone or the Pixel takes versus the super-saturated, washed-out, very, very good for social media pictures that the Mate 20 takes. Just because he, in his mind, his workflow for taking, his workflow for taking pictures is, I'm going to take the most detailed photo I can, and then during my editing, I'll take detail out if I need to, where the Mate 20 and the more immediately socially um, social media available photos those um will will do all the editing for you they'll make your like your red shirt really bright but it'll wash out the heather um it'll kill off like the shadows and make it bright so your skin tone pops out and like all this other stuff um that the more quote-unquote professional photos won't do and i think that that is a really interesting that's a really interesting way to tie back into the um like the specialty tools you can take it's almost better for social media to take worse photos um just because the i like just because the better cameras take more muted more quote-unquote professional photos yeah it's a weird place to be because like the big thing with the iphone i think the picture too is like we want the normal user to pick up this camera and just press the button and it should give you without you doing anything, the best photo it thinks it can. Now, I will take these, like I've, I've started posting a lot more pictures to my Instagram from my phone. Actually, all of them in the past month or two. 
I've just been for my phone because I look at it and I'm like, that is a better picture than what I just took on my camera. Now, in truth, what I took on my camera is a better picture, but a professional photographer shoots in a format called RAW, which is, it's not, there's no, it doesn't do any processing to the JPEG. It is literally a flat image, but it has the most detail that you can have in this image. So if you are on a challenging scene where there's like drastic shadows or like high dynamic range, you can edit it and pull out deep shadows. You can pull out brightness. You can make sure the photo is not blown out. And the iPhone tries to magically do all this, and it does a pretty good job. And to your normal user who doesn't care, that's what you should be posting. Same with like videos, you shoot in a log format, which is like flat. It is, it looks terrible until you actually calibrate it. And then it looks amazing, but you have to do the work to calibrate it. The flat image is the worst thing you could be shooting. So if you have a like look down your Instagram feed, at least mine, half the photos, like I'll like them because it's like, wow, that's a great photo. But half of them are like fake. Half of them are like feel they're photoshopped or they they are photoshopped or they are fake or they're just adding they're doing stuff that if it was a photo that you'd want to like print out or like something that a good photographer would say is like that's a really detailed good photo you say that for none of the instagram photos but those are the ones that catch people's eyes those are the ones that if you're sharing stick out to people the ones that have decided we're going to just boost the reds on this backpack if i take that photo i can't change that photo the one that the phone that boosted the reds that photo is like that forever. And if I tried to like dole the reds down, I'd be like destroying the, fo- you know, I'd be destroying the photo. Whereas if I took the raw photo, I could make it whatever red I wanted to. And the photo quality would be just as good. People don't care about that. <laughs> they want the pretty fixtures on Instagram with the bright colors. Well, at least now we get to watch Black Friday fight compilations in HD. You remember that small, I mean, I, th- I think it's still there, but there was that small movement to bring back flip phones because people were upset with how high-tech we had become and how dependent on smartphones. My favorite phone I've ever owned was a Razer flip phone. I love that thing. It still, it actually still looks really, it still looks really good. The functionality is terrible, but the, the phone itself looks really good. Oh, the phone is very pretty No. It looked like right. it, it reminds me it it was the iPhone. Oh, OK, this is going to sound weird. It was the iPhone 10 before the iPhone 10 where like you had it and you're like, this is the future. And now like the iPhone 10, like I hold it in my hand. I'm like, oh, this is the future kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. If you hold anything that has bezels in it anymore, you're just like, Ugh. <laughs> we use those. That was acceptable. Yeah. The technology hadn't caught up yet. All right, I think we're good.